0: book six chapter three of *Sybil* or the two nations by benjamin disraeli this librivox recording is in the public domain i have seen a many things in my time mrs trotman said chaffing jack as he took the pipe from his mouth in the silent bar-room of the cat and fiddle but i never see any like this i think i ought to know mowbray if any one does for man and boy i have breathed this air for a matter of half a century i sucked it in when it tasted of primroses and this tavern was a cottage covered with honeysuckle in the middle of green fields when the lads came and drank milk from the cow with their lasses and i have inhaled what they call the noxious atmosphere when a hundred chimneys have been smoking like one and always found myself pretty well nothing like business to give one an appetite but when shall i feel peckish again mrs trotman the longest lane has a turning they say mr trotman "'Never knew anything like this before,' replied her husband, "'and I have seen bad times. "'But I always used to say, "'Mark my words, friends, Mowbray will rally. "'My words carried weight, Mrs. Trotman, in this quarter, "'as they naturally should, coming from a man of my experience, "'especially when I gave tick. "'Every man I chalked up was of the same opinion "'as the landlord of the cat and fiddle, "'and always thought that Mowbray would rally.' "'That's the killing feature of these times, Mrs. Trotman. There's no rallying in the place.' "'I begin to think it's the machines,' said Mrs. Trotman. "'Nonsense,' said Mr. Trotman. "'It's the Corn Laws. The town of Mowbray ought to clothe the world with our resources. Why, shuffle and screw can turn out forty mile of calico per day. But where's the returns? That's the point. As the American gentleman said, who left his bill unpaid,' Take my breadstuffs, and I'll give you a cheque at sight on the Pennsylvanian bank.' "'It's very true,' said Mrs. Trotman. "'Who's there?' "'Nothing in my way,' said a woman with a basket of black cherries, with a pair of tin scales thrown upon their top. "'Ah, Mrs. Carey,' said Chaffing Jack, "'is that you?' "'My mortal self, Mr. Trotman, though I be sure I feel more like a ghost than flesh and blood.' You may well say that, Mrs. Carey. You and I have known Mowbray as long as I should think as any in this quarter. and never see such times as these, Mr. Trotman, nor the like of such. But I always thought it would come to this—everything turned topsy-turvy, as it were, the children getting all the wages, and decent folk turned adrift to pick up a living as they could. It's something of a judgment in my mind, Mr. Trotman. It's the trade leaving the county, widow, and no mistake. "'And how shall we bring it back again?' said the widow. "'The police ought to interfere.' "'We must have cheap bread,' said Mr. Trotman. "'So they tell me,' said the widow. "'But whether bread be cheap or dear don't much signify if we have nothing to buy it with. "'You don't want anything in my way, neighbour. "'It's not very tempting, I fear,' said the good widow, in a rather mournful tone. "'But a little fresh fruit cools the mouth in this sultry time, and at any rate it takes me into the world.' It seems like business, though very hard to turn a penny by, but one's neighbours are very kind, and a little chat about the dreadful times always puts me in spirits. "'Well, we will take a pound for the sake of trade, widow,' said Mrs. Trotman. "'And here's a glass of gin and water, widow,' said Mr. Trotman, "'and when Mowbray rallies you shall come and pay for it.' "'Thank you both very kindly,' said the widow. "'A good neighbour, as our minister says, is the pool of Bethesda.' "'And, as you say, Mowbray will rally.' "'I never said so,' exclaimed Chaffing Jack, interrupting her. "'Don't go about for to say that I said Mowbray would rally. My words have some weight in this quarter, widow. Mowbray rally? Why should it rally? Where's the elements?' "'Where, indeed,' said Devil's Dust, as he entered the cat and fiddle with Dandy Mick. "'There is not the spirit of a louse in Mowbray.' "'That's a true bill,' said Mick.' "'Is there another white-livered town in the whole realm where the operatives are all working half-time, and thanking the capitalists for keeping the mills going, and only starving them by inches?' said Devil's Dust, in a tone of scorn. "'That's your time of day,' said Mick. "'Very glad to see you, gentlemen,' said Mr. Trotman. "'Pray be seated. There's a little baccy left yet in Mowbray, and a glass of Twist at your service.' "'Nothing excisable for me,' said Devil's Dust.' "'Well, it ain't exactly the right ticket, Mrs. Trotman," I believe,' said Mick, bowing gallantly to the lady. "'But pon my soul I am so thirsty that I'll take Chaffing Jack at his word.' And so saying, Mick and Devil's Dust ensconced themselves in the bar, while good-hearted Mrs. Carey sipped her glass of gin and water, which she frequently protested was a pool of Bethesda. "'Well, Jack,' said Devil's Dust, "'I suppose you have heard the news?' If it be anything that has happened at Mowbray, especially in this quarter, I should think I had. Times must be very bad indeed that some one does not drop in to tell me anything that has happened, and to ask my advice. It has nothing to do with Mowbray.' "'Thank you kindly,' Mrs. Trotman said Mick. "'And here's your very good health.' "'Then I am in the dark,' said Chaffing Jack replying to the previous observation of Devil's Dust, for I never see a newspaper now except a week old, and that lent me by a friend, I who used to take my son regular to say nothing of the dispatch and Bell's life. Times has changed, Mr. Radley." "'You speak like a book, Mr. Trotman,' said Mick, "'and here's your very good health. But as for newspapers, I'm all in the dark myself, for the literary and scientific is shut up, and no subscribers left, except the honorary ones, and not a journal to be had except the moral world, and that's gratis.' "'As bad as the temple,' said Chaffing Jack. "'It's all up with the institutions of the country. And what, then, is the news?' "'Labor is triumphant in Lancashire,' said Devil's Dust, with bitter solemnity. "'The deuce it is,' said Chaffing Jack. "'What, have they raised wages?' No," said Devil's Dust. "But they have stopped the mills. That won't mend matters much," said Jack with a puff. "Won't it? The working classes will have less to spend than ever. And what will the capitalists have to spend?" said Devil's Dust. "Worse and worse," said Mister Trotman. "You will never get institutions like the Temple reopened on this system." "Don't you be afraid, Jack," said Mick, tossing off his tumbler. If we only get our rights, won't we have a blow-out?' "'We must have a struggle,' said Devils-Dust, "'and teach the capitalists on whom they depend, so that in future they are not to have the lion's share, and then all will be right.' "'A fair day's wage for a fair day's work,' said Mick. "'That's your time of day.' "'It began at Staley Bridge,' said Devils-Dust, "'and they have stopped them all, and now they have marched into Manchester ten thousand strong. they pelted the police.' and cheered the redcoats like blazes said mick the soldiers will fraternize said devilsdust do what said mrs trotman stick their bayonets into the capitalists who have hired them to cut the throats of the working-classes said devilsdust the queen is with us said mick it's well known she sets her face against gals working in mills like blazes well this is news said mrs carey I always thought some good would come of having a woman on the throne," and repeating her thanks and pinning on her shawl, the widow retired, eager to circulate the intelligence. "'And now that we are alone,' said Devilsdust, "'the question is, what are we to do here? And we came to consult you, Jack, as you know Mowbray, better than any living man. This thing will spread, it won't stop short. I have had a bird, too, singing something in my ear these two days past. If they do not stop it in Lancashire, and I defy them, there will be a general rising. "'I have seen many things in my time,' said Mr. Trotman, "'some risings and some strikes, and as stiff turn-outs as may be. But to my fancy there is nothing like a strike in prosperous times. There's more money sent under those circumstances than you can well suppose, young gentleman. It's as good as Mowbray Statey any day.' But down to the point, said Devil's Dust. The people are regularly sold. They want a leader. Why, there's Gerard, said Chaffing Jack. Never been a better man in my time. And Warner, the greatest man the handlooms ever turned out. Aye aye, said Devil's Dust, but they have each of them had a year and a half and that cool's blood. Besides, said Mick, they are too old, and Stephen Morley has got round them preaching moral force and all that sort of gammon. "'I never heard that moral force won the Battle of Waterloo,' said Devil's Dust. "'I wish the capitalists would try moral force a little, and see whether it would keep things going. If the capitalists will give up their red-coats, I would be a moral force man to-morrow.' "'And the new police,' said Mick, "'a pretty go when a fellow in a blue coat fetches you the devil's own con on your head, and you get moral force for a plaster.' "'Why, that's all very well,' said Chaffing Jack, "'but I am against violence, at least much. I don't object to a moderate riot, provided it is not in my quarter of the town.' "'Well, that's not the ticket now,' said Mick. "'We don't want no violence. All we want is to stop all the mills and hands in the kingdom and have a regular national holiday for six weeks at least.' "'I have seen many things in my time,' said Chaffing Jack solemnly. BUT I HAVE ALWAYS OBSERVED THAT IF THE PEOPLE HAD WORKED GENERALLY FOR HALF TIME FOR A WEEK, THEY WOULD STAND ANYTHING. THAT'S A TRUE BILL, SAID MICK. THEIR SPIRIT IS BROKEN, SAID CHAFFING JACK, OR ELSE THEY NEVER WOULD HAVE LET THE TEMPLE HAVE BEEN SHUT UP. AND THINK OF OUR INSTITUTE WITHOUT A SINGLE SUBSCRIBER, SAID MICK. THE GALS IS THE ONLY THING WHAT HAS ANY SPIRIT LEFT. JULIA TOLD ME JUST NOW SHE WOULD GO TO THE CANNON'S MOUTH FOR THE FIVE POINTS ANY SUMMER day you think the spirit can't be raised chaffing jack said devilsdust very seriously you ought to be a judge if i don't know mowbray who does trust my word the house won't draw then it is you," P said mick hush said Devil's Dust. but suppose it spreads it won't spread said chaffing jack i've seen a deal of these things i fancy from what you say it's a cotton squall it will pass sir let me see the miners out, and then I will talk to you. Stranger things than that have happened," said Devil's Dust. "Then things get serious," said Chaffing Jack. "Them miners is very stubborn, and when they gets excited, ain't it a bear at play? That's all." Well said, Devil's Dust. What you say is well worth attention, but all the same, I feel we are on the eve of a regular crisis. No, by jingo," said Mick and tossing his cap into the air, he snapped his fingers with delight at the anticipated amusement. End of Book Six, Chapter Three